Abed and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Welcome to Friday. Hope you're all doing well. I am doing well. Didn't have a game Thursday or yesterday, I should say, but things go on as they are. Some excitement for Kickstarters in the OSR. I want to mention again that there's only a few days to get into the Old School Essentials Kickstarter. Just go to kickstarter.com and type in Old School Essentials. It'll pop up. From Necrotic Gnome, they are doing very well, but if you want your book or your books and all the stretch goals that go with it, I'd advise you to go over there and make a pledge and back it. So there's my public service, my commercial announcement for the episode. (laughs) I was thinking about how you communicate with your players, you GMs out there. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not talking about like, okay, you know, you're describing stuff. They tell you what they're doing and back and forth. And that's usually the way it goes. But I'm talking about things like, well, I've had trouble in the past because I forget to do this. I forget to keep, say, some, I don't know, sticky notes in my bag or, or index cards, things like that, where I could actually pass them to the players. And when I want them to do something that the other players really shouldn't notice, although they're probably going, oh, make a perception roll or something like that. But I want, I want to start doing the notes thing because it's not been happening. I keep forgetting to do it. There are certain times when you need a player to do, or even, you know, I've had, I've taken people out of the room before and talked to them for a minute. I just say, everybody talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back and take you come here. And I will do it that way because there are certain times when you don't want everybody to know everything. It seems like my group or groups, it's always like when one person finds something interesting and I want them to give it a, give a chance to let everybody, and almost, most of the time it's like, okay, he finds this, you guys find that, blah, blah, blah. But there's a couple of times, especially with like things like spell effects or a clue that may be pertinent or something, or something that happens to them personally that is not evident to the group. I need to either pass them a note or take them outside the room. And that should be pretty much standard operating procedure for every GM, although I keep forgetting to do that, which I'm not going to anymore. Now it's, you know, it's, 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 I don't think it's going to be, I don't think, you know, the other players ain't going to mind it. My players won't mind it. I don't think yours should either, but you know, if you have to do that, information comes from you their question they tell you what they're going to do and the information comes to you that doesn't mean everybody gets all the information all the time there are some things that certain characters will get and it's up to their character to reveal it to the group that's just good role playing right there that's what the whole interactive thing is all about. So I would advise you to keep, say, either either that or scraps of paper. Just tear off a piece of paper, write on it, and hand it on, hand it to the, the whoever you're going to hand it to, the one or the two characters, and let them decide on it. It's kind of a lazy thing I've gotten into, and I'm trying to break it. So carry that and just write the note and fold it and just hand it to the player or have somebody pass it to the, well... That's a little dangerous. Let's just seal it. 
Uh, somebody gave me the idea, and I got some of these, and they're sitting down in the game room at my friend's house. I'm going to start using them. The plastic Easter eggs you get when Easter, when they fill, you know, you fill it up with candy and stuff, or give the kids. Perfect. Put it right out the note, put it in the egg, toss them the egg. And they will open it and read it, and they will decide what they have to do. Because you got to give more decision-making to the players at that point. This is, this is good acting. This is good role-playing. This is, this is interacting with the group. And I'm all for interacting, you know, group interaction. There are some groups out there, it's like, no, we just want to kill something. Tell us everything. And I'm not that way. Mm-mm. Now, I haven't been that way for a long time. In fact, I don't even remember being that way. So, how you can once again, how you communicate to the players sometimes may may make a difference in your game. There's some games that may make or break. There are some games that it just it takes in a different direction, a deeper direction, if you do something like that. Now, you're not trying to cause. Some people might accuse you. Oh, you're trying to cause interparty conflict, and my response is, yeah. So, that's role playing. You guys work it out amongst yourselves. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm not, I, this is just the circumstances. This is just what happens. And it's, you know, this is, this is life. This is, this is also fantasy life. So, you know, deal with it. That's the way I like to present things. I've also been in the position where I've given, you know, because things happen when I give everybody the, the clue and then I have to go back and redact myself. I have, to, I have to retcon myself because I accidentally gave him the wrong piece of information or the wrong name or something like that. I did that in the game recently here. So, so that is something you need to be aware of. How you present the, inf- how you present the information to the, to the players. It's very important that you think about that. Because, like I said, it, can, it could mess up your game at one point. And telling and telling one or two players something the other people don't have privy to, there you're. If you're going to do that, just throw a note at them or take them out of the room. I know the other players are going. Oh man, something's going on with him. That's okay, because they don't know exactly what's going on with him. If they if the players suspect, and I've got good enough players who don't let that meta in, information bleed over into their character. If the if the players suspect. Let them suspect. Let them suspect because they don't have much control of the situation. The only people who have control of that situation is you and the player or players you're dealing with on there. That Then it is up to them or something like that. I mean, I can mediate and I have mediated before. You know, they start role-playing. They're asking questions and the guy's being evasive. And if he looks at me and it's like, okay, let me, uh, you know, to make a percep, I'll say make a perception roll if you can't get it yourself, make a perception roll and then, you know, start making intelligence rolls or whatever. But that's, to me, that's last resort stuff. You guys role play it. Here's your information. Role play it. So it's very important how you interact with the characters that way, how you interact with the table. I said, how does the story interact with the characters? It's all plot. It's all story. Maybe the one you wrote, but it's still the group's story. Once you, this is the thing. Once you, you prep and prep and come up with stuff, once you hit the table, it's everybody's story. 
because the story will change and morph into something that is probably going to be better. So it's their story. You, you broker the information the way you think. I broker the information the way I think. I broker the information the way I think life would broker information or a good movie or a good mystery or a good whatever would, how that would happen because it happens all the time in life. So take that for what you will. I hope you can use it. And if you want to talk to me about it, I'm at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. If you want to th- throw an email at me, or you can throw a voicemail at me at Anchor at my program. And, of course, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program. And I would thank you, and thank you again to my supporters, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, and Gilbert Soares. And don't forget about Mark's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So, you guys are great. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 